Good morning from Beirut, Lebanon. This is Mina Now. It's Monday, January the 25th, and this is your morning briefing. Kicking off today's episode with the main news in Lebanon. First, protests rocked the cities of Tripoli and Saida over the weekend in response to recent lockdown measures. Now, a group of Lebanese people blocked several roads in the northern city of Tripoli and others rallied in the southern city of Saida, protesting the authorities' decision to extend the lockdown and complaining about the dire economic conditions in the country amid lockdown measures preventing them from earning their day-by-day living. When it comes to the stalled cabinet formation process, President Michel Aoun's media office on Friday hit back at many claims surrounding the troubled government formation process and ruled out the possibility of inviting the prime minister-designate for talks. Now on and Prime Minister-designate Saad Hariri have not met in over a month as the government formation process remains deadlocked. Prime Minister-designate Saad Hariri has since informed the club of ex-prime ministers that he will maintain his stance regarding the formation of the new government, a source close to the club said. The source also revealed that the ex-prime ministers agreed in a meeting a few days ago to, quote, intensify the pressures towards President Michel Aoun so that he removes the obstacles he is still putting in the way. And responding to a recent report by Lebanese news station Al-Jadid on the August 4th explosion that rocked Beirut, two senior British parliamentaries called on Friday for an investigation into a British-registered company possibly linked to last year's devastating explosion after Reuters found that the firm had not disclosed its beneficial owners. The company Savaro Limited is registered at a London address and, like all British firms, is required to list who owns it with Britain's company's register, known as Companies House. Shifting to the second segment of this episode, the region at a glance, First, close to Lebanon, UN officials are expressing alarm over worsening security at northeast Syria's Al-Hol refugee camp after multiple killings between January the 1st and January the 16th. Fears for the safety and protection of camp residents and humanitarian workers are growing following the killings of 12 Syrian and Iraqi residents, including one female Iraqi refugee. Another person was critically injured during a violent attack. Now Al-Hol, which is controlled by U.S.-backed Kurdish forces, is the largest camp for refugees and Syrians who have fled their homes with nearly 62,000 residents. Most are women and children of Syrian and Iraqi origin. After a five-year hiatus marked by increasingly heated relations and near-conflict, Greece and Turkey have taken a tentative step towards reconciliation, agreeing to resume talks in an attempt to avert further military escalation in the Aegean and Eastern Mediterranean. Following a three-hour meeting of delegations from both sides in Istanbul on Monday, diplomatic sources confirmed the high-level contacts would continue, with a second round of talks taking place in Athens. In a standoff that lasted close to three months, Greek armed forces were placed on high alert, with gunboats from both sides fanning across the Aegean and combat aircraft patrolled the skies above. 
10 years ago on January the 25th, protesters surged onto Egypt's streets, emboldened by the success of Tunisia's Arab Spring uprising. They demanded freedom, dignity, democracy, and social justice amid battles with police and state-hired thugs. And on February 11th, President Hosni Mubarak resigned. Egypt now faces a different landscape. Abdel Fattah al-Sisi, who became president in 2014 after leading the overthrow of the Brotherhood's Mohamed Morsi, has overseen a crackdown that activists call the harshest for decades. Meanwhile, in Tunisia, hundreds of demonstrators took to the streets of Tunisian cities on Saturday to protest police repression, corruption, and poverty following several nights of unrest marked by clashes and arrests. In Palestine, Fatah and Hamas leaders appear to be moving closer to setting up a unified list that will be the basis of a Palestinian coalition government. A draft agreement between the rival factions reveals. The agreement, seen by Arab news, was a key factor in the decision to hold elections. Palestine's first in 15 years on May the 22nd. Compromises appear to have been made by both sides, but specifically by Hamas, which accepts that, quote, the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, is the sole legitimate representative of the Palestinian people. According to the agreement, one of the main goals of a coalition government seeking to revive Gaza's battered economy will be a long-term ceasefire with Israel to prepare the groundwork for extensive rebuilding. Having said this, we have now reached the end of Mina Now's podcast episode. As always, thank you so much for your time and don't forget to subscribe. I'll be here every morning. This is Mina Now.